This year we gather amid an increased instability and conflict in the Middle East. We gather amid Russia's ongoing aggression in Ukraine, China's efforts to reshape the international order, and of course the existential threat of the climate crisis. Ah, yes, the weather. Well, the weather outside is frightful. The apocalypse is so delightful. That was Kamala Harris, of course. She's in Munich, which is in Germany. Democrats want to pronounce it München. You know, like Kiev. It's at the annual security conference. When I heard her being an idiot from there earlier today. I was reminded I I did attend one of those Munich security conferences many years ago now. It was called the Verkunda Conference when I attended. The same thing. Basically a European NATO security conference annual held in Munich. You know, where the Socialist Workers Party under Adolf Hitler had their big rallies and things like that. However, for me, the coolest part of that trip was uh, I got to fly over there on the Ronald Reagan Air Force One airplane, the uh, U.S. Air Force 707, uh, tail number 27,000. It was Ronald Reagan's Air Force One. And I got to fly from Andrews Air Force Base to Munich aboard uh, that airplane and back, as you might expect. And that was cool. Now, she went and said all kinds of crazy stuff. There was no war in Europe when Donald Trump was president. Joe Biden came in and Putin rolled over him. Putin has endorsed Joe Biden for the presidency. I was texting with another left-wing lunatic about that actually today. And she's like, oh, yeah, that's just a trick by Putin. That means he really supports Trump. I, uh, you know, everyone is, uh, what's the word? Oh, it's an impolite word. I can't use it here. We'll just say very severely mentally impaired. They call themselves liberals. They're they're out of their minds. All right, I want to go to the I want to go to the telephones, and I uh, I do uh, Gene Hamilton. Let's go back to Gene Hamilton one more time, just before going to the phones with America First Legal, who watched uh, yesterday's festivities very closely, and uh, soundbite number fourteen from Gene Hamilton of America First Legal. She destroyed her credibility yesterday. So I don't know what she's going to do today, and I don't know what the outcome of this case is going to be. But what I can say is that this case is a fundamental denial of due process for President Trump and for all the other co-defendants in that case. Now, CNN is excited to report based on their sources, first of all, that Fannie is not returning to the stand today, which she was expected to do. Everybody was expecting that until minutes ago. And CNN says, oh, that's because she did so great yesterday that there's no way that she could be removed from the case. Come on. It's going so well for her. She, her performance was so great that prosecutors are not calling her back to the stand today. Testimony was not enough to disqualify her, and it was so good that nobody could disqualify her now just because, you know, of all the things we learned yesterday about her paying the unqualified attorney with whom she's having sex and going on vacations. She pays him cash. That's okay. It'll all be arrested for prostitution or something like that. Just extraordinary stuff. Yes, sir. And her credibility was destroyed yesterday. 
because she destroyed her credibility. Ultimately, it goes to her credibility as a witness and her credibility matching up with the testimony of Mr. Wade uh, create a scenario in which, given that clip that you just played earlier, a reasonable jury or the judge himself could conclude that there is a problem here and that there is a conflict of interest and there is a denial of due process. Hopefully this case gets dismissed. If not dismissed, at the very least, the case needs to be uh, taken away from Fannie Willis and her love interest. Taken away from Fannie Willis and her love interest. Her love interest who she wouldn't emasculate because he's not a white man. And uh, if he were white man, she'd emasculate him because, you know, Democrats are demented and they have a lot of sexual issues and race issues. They're, uh, they're Democrats. Uh, extraordinary, extraordinary things. Uh, Hamilton. Today, I guess we'll see if additional information comes out, additional key details. Uh, we'll see if there's an attempt to rehabilitate herself. We'll see what happens there. Um, but, but look, yesterday was an absolute disaster. There's just no ifs, ands, or buts about it. If you have legal analysts on MSNBC admitting that's an absolute legal disaster that they've created, something shows you that there's a problem. Well, uh, now she's not taking the stand again today, and CNN is spinning it to tell us that she did such a great job that there's no reason for her to return to the stand. Conflict of interest and, you know, never mind all of that. Violations of due process. The left doesn't care about violations of due process. Amazing. And uh, he just cited the legal analyst on MSDNC, um, whose name is Caroline Polisi. Don't let the legalese fool you. This is epic. This is monumental. If things are going in the direction we think uh, Fonnie Willis lied to the court, it's game over for her. She will be disqualified. Um, if they had a relationship prior to when they uh, represented to, to the court, it's, it's a huge deal. I, I can't overstate it. Can't, or that's MSDNC, radical left-wing extremist uh, lawyerette. And uh, she said yesterday... Oh, this is a catastrophe. She has to be removed from the case. And now CNN is saying, oh, she did such a great job yesterday that she couldn't possibly be disqualified from the case and pulled off the case. So she has nothing to worry about. Come on. But MSDNC yesterday said it's game over. She will be disqualified unambiguously. But that was then. This is now crooked Democrats. Uh, let's grab a uh, phone call, Michael. Let's go to let's go to the phones. Let's let's see. Let's talk to Frank calling from the great state of uh, the free state of Florida. Frank, you're on the Chris Plant show. Uh, Chris, just one uh, just one correction. I'm I'm from I think I'm the guy that told you about Dixville much. I'm now in Florida. I'm down here for two months. Anyway, <laughs> one of my call is every every time I look at my friend there, uh, Fonnie Willis, I see another friend of mine, uh, Mike Nifong. <laughs> and uh, for those that don't know, and you you obviously will elaborate that Mike Nifong prosecuted the with the, the Duke lacrosse team. Right. And uh, what happened to to Mike Nifong is uh, is uh, he he lost his job as AG. He was disbarred. He was divorced, and he filed bankruptcy. Beyond beyond that, it was a good, it was a good career move. Uh, he uh, he had to file bankruptcy because the uh, the students uh, sued him, and I think each won a five million dollar verdict against him, a judgment against him. It was six, I, I believe it was six. It was a thirty million dollar judgment in total, and obviously he couldn't touch it. So uh, he eventually filed bankruptcy. 
I then, saw, uh, Frank, I saw on the big board here, uh, you spoke to Jeff when you called in uh, on our phones today, and I saw on the screen uh, the Duke lacrosse case. F- uh, Fanny reminds me of the Duke lacrosse case. And I said, oh, the Duke lacrosse. And I was talking to Mike lacrosse, and I played the memory game. I said, what was, what was the name of the prosecutor in the Duke lacrosse case? And Michael was racking his brain and saying, no, no, no. And I was racking my brain. I've got to say, I hadn't thought of it in a long uh, time. But it came to me, Mike Nifong. Michael said it's something that sounds Asian. And I'm thinking and I'm no. thinking. And I said, oh, yeah, Mike Nifong. Mike Nifong. My, my confession, Chris, while I was waiting for you, I had a Joe Biden moment. I had to look it up. Also, uh, another one, another Michael that comes to mind uh, is, uh, again, uh, an attorney on TV, uh, Michael Avenatti, who's, uh-huh. in, who's in prison right now. I mean, these people, I mean, they, they have the media at their back and they start to believe that they're as good as they are. And uh, they're basically lightweights. That's good stuff, Frank. And yeah, Mike Nifong prosecuted the Duke lacrosse team because a uh, an exotic dancer, let's say, accused them allegedly of uh, being sexually abusive. And it turned out absolutely none of it was true. Mike Nifong was the Durham County District Attorney, and he was removed, he was disbarred, and he was briefly thrown in jail as well because he colluded, he conspired with uh, the lab, the DNA lab, to withhold exculpatory evidence that would have acquitted the defendants, but he railroaded them and tried to put these fine young men, college lacrosse players at Duke, into the penitentiary for a long period of time, and he knew it was a lot of bourgeois. And uh, this guy, he went to the University of North Carolina for uh, to get his BA and to go to law school, and then he became a one-man lynch mob, and he's uh, apparently... Uh, a bitter little man. Now he's 73 years old. And he, uh, you're right, he's bankrupt. He went to jail. He was disbarred because he tried to illegitimately jail people for no good reason. And you're right, he became a famous hero of the media until it was learned that he was a criminal himself. Amazing story. I think he fell on his own petard, as you like to say, Chris. Yeah, hoist, hoist um, on his own petard. Uh, yeah. Hoist on his own petard. Yeah. Look, uh, I love listening to you guys. Uh, it, it, it's a great show. Uh, we have the same cynical. I'm on medication for cynicism, acute cynicism. <laughs> but uh, it's failing miserably. <clears throat> but uh, I wish you well and uh, have a wonderful weekend with your, uh, with your lovely lady. Thank you. Thank you, Frank. Very nice. Yeah, and it's a good comparison because it's true. He was railroading these innocent college students, college athletes, for whatever demented reason. And uh, he was uh, pulled off the case. Case was dropped. They were completely exonerated. He was uh, he lost his job, and then he was disbarred, so he could never practice law again. And uh, he is a villain. He's a, a, a lawyerly villain of historic proportion because of the Duke lacrosse case, and he will forever go down as a horrible, terrible person. Uh, when he dies 100 years from now, the first line in his obit will be that he was the crook that tried to railroad innocent young men and destroy their lives because he's a Democrat. And that's really the bottom line with this guy. Amazing stuff. Frank, uh, thank you, buddy. Thanks. Good stuff. Amazing. Now, there are uh, a great many other stories. And, and about I got I to gotta say the, the biggest story... This is, this is big stuff, and this case ought to be thrown out 
Uh, she is uh, doing the same thing, trying to railroad Donald Trump for political reasons. And um, terrible. But one of the big stories, big, big stories today is the CIA railroading Donald Trump and trying to ensnare Donald Trump in their fake Russian collusion setup. And people really should be in handcuffs over that story. Let's start with Gina Haspel, who was CIA director during Donald Trump's administration. And then, really, maybe we should start with John Brennan and go to Gina Haspel's second, but we'll waterboard them uh, down at Gitmo to get uh, the truth out of them if we can. Maybe a little electroshock. I think we should uh, work real hard in getting the truth uh, out of them. But before before I get to the back, and then CNN jumping in to defend, uh, it's just unbelievable what a bunch of, uh, I'll just say bootlegs, the news media people are for the Democrat Party. Chris, Jake Tapper is an old Democrat Capitol Hill staffer who dated Monica Lewinsky. But uh, we'll set that aside for the moment. I'm going to get to this other one. Because the Democrats are anti-Semites. Even their Jews are anti-Semites. What the Democrat Party has done to our country is quite extraordinary. But here is the uh, left-winger is at Axios again with a scoop. That's their headline. Scoop, colon. They got a colon scoop. Bibi, they just call him Bibi. That's the Prime Minister of uh, Israel, Benjamin Netanyahu, a, um, a great American, a great Israeli, a great Westerner, a brave man, standing up to the tyrants of the world. And uh, that includes the Democrat Party in the United States, as a matter of fact. But um, the headline is, Bibi warned Blinken, that's the, the uh, Secretary of State that we have, um, and... Uh, Here it is. B.B. warned Blinken, our Secretary of State, recognizing Palestine would be prize for October 7th. And uh, that's because Netanyahu is right about everything and Joe Biden is wrong about everything. And Blinken is an irrelevant flea on the rump of history. But Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu told Secretary of State Antony Blinken last week, that a direct or indirect uh, U.S. recognition of a Palestinian state would be a prize for those who planned and orchestrated the October 7th massacre. That is obviously true, but pay no attention to that. Netanyahu is correct, and Biden is a joke. He's a joke, and Blinken is a flea on the rumpus of the joke. They want to reward the terrorists. They're about to give Hamas billions of our dollars, too, because giving billions to Iran was not enough. They fund the jihad, and they have Democrat members of Congress that are members of the jihad, like Rashida Tlaib, who won't condemn rape as a weapon of war when used by her fellow jihadis. Hey, it's a good idea to make sure you always have delicious Omaha Steaks on hand around your house with the all-new Omaha Steaks subscription program. Listen to this now. You get to choose the foods, you choose the quantities, you choose the frequency, and roll today and omahasteaks.com. You go to omahasteaks.com slash plant, P-L-A-N-T-E, and lock in an extra 10% off every subscription order, plus you'll get free Omaha Steaks burgers on all recurring shipments for life, your entire life. And with every third shipment, they're going to send you a free gift valued at at least $20. 
A lot more stuff for you there, too. Going on vacation, need to skip a month, done, no problem. Change your selection, pause the program, cancel at any time. No problem. Listen, growing up in Chicago, I used to envy my neighbors when they had their Omaha Steaks delivered to their house. Now I get Omaha Steaks delivered to me. With Omaha Steaks, every purchase is backed by their unconditional money-back guarantee. All you have to do is go to omahasteaks.com slash plant to lock in your price. Plus, you get that extra 10% off every subscription order and get those free burgers for life. A minimum order may apply and restrictions may be in place as well. Visit omahasteaks.com slash plant to enroll today and subscribe to perfection. Yes, sir. Yeah, what do you hear uh, uh, Jake Tapper and CNN jumping in and doing their part for the party? You know, his party, CNN's party, the Democrat Party, the propaganda machine of the Democrat Party. World War will come around. You know, they're blaming Trump for the Hamas attack on Israel now. Our media is more corrupt than Putin. Hey, it's Chris Plant. Excited to tell you about our July 2024 Listener Sea Cruise. We'll be sailing around the British Isles, visiting Scotland and Ireland. Please join us. Visit ChrisPlantCruise.com. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford Anything, wherever you listen. Stephen Colbert's show on CBS is pure left-wing propaganda. And last night they, you know, the left loves jailing their political enemies everywhere in the world. Trump and his associates are on trial in this, one of the most important cases in the history of our republic. So, and I've just got one follow-up question here. Given that if you are removed from the prosecution, it could delay this trial until after the election, how good was this sex? Good enough to risk democracy over? Because I've never had sex that good. You, you, know, you know what really feels good? Donald Trump going to prison. Listen to the Civil War happening. That's your Democrat party. That, that, that reminds me. Is what they call the real happy ending. Ah, uh, yes, that's... Uh, That's the propaganda machine of the left. Uh, Putin's enemy, Navalny, died in prison north of the Arctic Circle yesterday. And the Democrats are competing with Putin. Now, uh, Stephen Colbert thinks that jailing the political enemies of the left is better than sex. Because Trump derangement syndrome is very real, and it's very sick, very sick. Now, we know, we learned this morning when we woke up, that Alexei Navalny, a critic of Vladimir Putin, died in prison, the Russian government announced. And uh, this guy was uh, grabbed by Putin and thrown in jail. Now he was charged with crimes of, you know, disrupting good order in, in Russia. 
and Putin threw him in jail because he's a political enemy, and then he disappeared somewhere in the jail system in Russia. Then it was learned that he had been moved to a prison north of the Arctic Circle in Russia, and he was not uh, in a place where his family could visit him or anything like that. And, and then we learned this morning that he has died, that he died in prison, Alexei Navalny. The Dateline is London, Alexei Navalny, the longtime Russian opposition politician and critic of Vladimir Putin. He's kind of uh, Russia's Donald Trump, I think. Often considered to be a vocal and prominent thorn in the side of the Russian government, has died in prison at the age of 47, according to the Russian Prison Service. ABC Fake News reports today on February 16, 2024, in Correctional Colony Number 3, convict, con, convicted Navalny AA, that's a thing, um, felt ill after a walk. Sure, he's probably out walking in the woods. Almost immediately losing consciousness. The medical staff of the institution immediately arrived. Sure, and an ambulance team was called. Uh-huh, this is the Russian statement. All necessary resuscitation me- measures were carried out which did not give positive results. That means they killed him. The doctors of the emergency medical services pronounced the convict dead. That's it. U.S. Secretary of State Antony Blinken, a flea on the rumpus of the irrelevant um, sock puppet in the White House. U.S. Secretary of State Antony Blinken spoke about the reported death of Navalny during a meeting with the Indian Minister of External, External Affairs in Munich, Germany. They're all over in Munich, Germany at this uh, security conference. Now, we've got Joe Biden uh, from some time ago talking about Alexei Navalny, who had been thrown in prison. And I think we're still trying to figure out what Joe Biden was trying to say. You said just now that you spoke to him a lot about human rights. What do you say would happen if opposition leader Alexei Navalny dies? I made it clear to him that I believe the... The consequences of that would be devastating for Russia. I'll go back to the same point. What do you think happens when he's saying it's not about hurting Navalny, all the stuff he says to rationalize the treatment of Navalny, and then he dies in prison? I pointed out to him that it matters a great deal when a country, in fact, and they asked me why I thought it was important to to continue to have problems with the president of Syria. What? I said because his violation of international norm is called a chemical weapons treaty. What? Can't be trusted. What? It's about trust. It's about their ability to influence other nations. What? In a positive way. What? What? That was, here's the thing, that was June 16th of 2021. It was completely incoherent, rambling, disconnected, and nonsensical, and that's just fine. And and what did he say? What did Russia learn from that? Nobody knows. I don't know. We don't know. His brain, she's a broke. She's a no good. That brain of his. I am telling you. Man, oh, Manischewitz. Just extraordinary. So Alexei Navalny, and I, and I got to say, I was texting with a friend at Newsmax this morning, and... Uh, and she asked, well, what do you think about the uh, Alexei Navalny uh, dying in prison story? And I said, well, I think it's uh, the model that the Democrats are going to use going forward with Donald Trump. 
That's what I think of it. Because these people are not liberals. This is the left. And they've got the crowds cheering in New York City at the Stephen Colbert show. We'll put Trump in prison. For what? Uh, We don't care. They honestly don't care. They've so brainwashed and indoctrinated so many people in the United States, where we call them Democrats. And the hatred runs so deep because the Democrat Party inspires that hatred of Donald Trump. Because Donald Trump's on our side. They hate Benjamin Netanyahu. Why do they hate Benjamin Netanyahu? He's on the side of Western civilization. What is up with that? And now we're learning that CIA director under Donald Trump, Gina Haspel, hid the CIA's role in the Russiagate fraud that they perpetrated against Donald Trump. They're trying to jail Rudy Giuliani in Georgia. They're trying to jail the political enemies of the Democrat Party, and they're using these dim-witted prosecutors like Fannie Willis and her boyfriend. By the way, Fannie Willis is not on the stand today, but they brought in her dad to put her dad on the stand, who told her to always have six months cash on hand around the house and don't trust men and all these other valuable lessons that the human being hating left uh, love to pass on from generation to generation. So dad came in uh, to present a sympathetic face to the Fannie Willis story. But Fannie's not testifying anymore because CNN has decided that everything's fine. We just need to proceed with the lynching of Donald Trump. I, uh, I got to tell you, these are the most insane times. So we're finding out about Gina Haspel hiding the CIA's role in the Russia fraud, right? That's one of the things that we're, we're learning. And it's from the, the great reporting by a couple of real reporters, Michael Schellenberger, Matt Taibbi, and Alex Gutentag, and part two of their expose on the CIA. And uh, look, we got penitentiary-faced John Brennan, who's a communist. And um, we've, 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 we're in a very corrupt country where our government is a very corrupt government, and it's all the left. All of it is the left. And they will jail their... Pl- what did Donald Trump do again? He called... He was impeached for calling Kiev... It's Kiev. It's not Kiev. And asking about Joe Biden's family corruption in Ukraine. And they impeached him for that. And now what are they doing? Now they're going a step further because now they're trying to jail their own FBI informant that informed. And again, the FBI has been using this informant in Ukraine since 2010. That's 14 years ago. That's nearly a decade and a half. But... When he had something negative to say about the Biden family, he said that Burisma coughed up $5 million for Joe Biden and Burisma coughed up $5 million for Hunter Biden. That is in addition to and on top of the million-dollar-a-year salary for Hunter Biden and his friend Devin Archer for a no-show job on the board of directors of Burisma Gas Company, an industry about which they know nothing and a country about which they know nothing, a language they do not speak, but they're being paid a million dollars a year. And all of this is fine. And now, now what's happening is the FBI informant is now being charged by the Justice Department with lying about Joe and Hunter Biden's ties to the Ukrainian energy company Burisma. And he, the FBI informant, Alexander Smirnov, 
is now looking at 25 years in prison because they say, and who says now? The Biden Justice Department and the special counsel in the case, who is coincidentally the U.S. attorney from Delaware, which is where Joe Biden is from, and the U.S. attorney is not charging Hunter Biden, not charging Joe Biden, but charging the squealer who was a trusted FBI informant for nearly a decade and a half until he crossed the Bidens. And now, like in every good communist country, they're threatening him with 25 years in prison for dropping a dime on the Biden family, Joe Biden and Hunter Biden. Now, let's say that what he said was not accurate. Let's say he got bad information. Bad informant, bad. But but wait a minute. They're threatening him with 25 years in prison? They're charging him with crimes? They arrested him at Harry Reid International Airport in Las Vegas, Nevada, and put him in cuffs? And he's probably in jail without bail, unlike Venezuelan gang members in New York. The Democrat Party is not Democratic, and they're not liberals. These people are the left, and they are here to destroy. Just extraordinary. And our filthy, corrupt news media is completely in bed with all of this. Just a, Now let's go to Jake Tapper, who uh, was, of course, a Democrat Capitol Hill staffer. Democrat Capitol Hill staffer who worked for the woman, a, a Democrat, a uh, member of the House from Pennsylvania, whose husband was a Democrat member of the House that went to prison for being corrupt, and their son married Chelsea Clinton. That's Jake Tapper's resume. And he went on a date with Monica Lewinsky. Now he's an anchor man at CNN. And here's what Jake Tapper and CNN had to say when Jake Tapper learned that the FBI, the trusted FBI informant in Ukraine that they had been using for well over a decade, has now been arrested and charged by the Biden administration. And David Weiss, the Biden family-affiliated Delaware U.S. attorney, is the guy that is charging the trusted FBI informant, longtime FBI informant in Ukraine, and threatening him with 25 years in prison for saying that the Biden family got money from a Ukrainian gas company named Burisma. We know that they've paid Hunter Biden millions, and then they're going to put him in prison for 25 years, they say, for claiming, which he presumably believes to be true, it's what he's told, he says, and the trusted FBI informant, watch the media just turn on, and it's, oh, thank God the Justice Department is doing it right now, arresting the enemy of the Biden family. This was the individual that had claimed that he had been told by somebody who ran Bitterisma right. that Joe Biden himself w- was going to get $5 million for all these shady dealings. Right. This is the guy that Senator Chuck Grassley was insisting that this FBI report uh, be revealed to the public. Correct. This was the guy who basically provided hours worth of content on Fox, especially in prime time. And, and on this CNN. This the guy who, James Comer, the, the guy who runs the House Oversight Committee was relying on 
as a, as a major source of information. The, the FBI, FBI was saying, relying on him. The guy's a liar. In fact, so much so we're charging him with a crime. Correct, Jake. That's Evan Perez, another two-digit IQ bootlick uh, who just wants an invitation to the White House Christmas party and has no integrity whatsoever, just like Jake Tapper. You see, you see the worm turn there? And then he attacks Comer, Republican committee chairman, looking for uh, corruption in our government, uh, exercising congressional oversight per the Constitution of the United States of America, and attacking Senator Grassley. Immediately, the media viciously turns on and 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 but wait a minute jake you you clown and there's nobody there to say listen clown boy the fbi relied on this person for nearly 15 years as a trusted and reliable confidential source at the highest level we paid him hundreds of thousands of american dollars to be an informant for the fbi and watch the media jake tapper just demonstrated it Dressed as a woman. Was he dressed as a woman? It sounded like he was dressed as a woman. But there it is. He attacks Comer. He attacks Grassley. And and suddenly, they've done something real good by arresting the trusted, the longtime FBI informant that has been paid handsomely for the information he's provided to the FBI. But note that the FBI is not the bad guy in the telling of the story. The Justice Department is not the bad guy in the telling of the story. The FBI wasn't suckered for nearly a decade and a half. No, now they've got it right, and they put cuffs on him at Harry Reid International Airport in Las Vegas, Nevada. He's looking at 25 years in prison, and somehow it's Comer's fault that the trusted FBI informant was also trusted by the Congress while they were investigating corruption in the Biden family. Jake Tapper is just a shill and a fraud, and to say that he lacks curiosity would be insulting to people that lack curiosity. Absolutely extraordinary stuff. There it is. And and Evan Perez, not a bright guy, sitting there, yes, yes, that's right. And nobody says, but wait a minute, Jake. Uh, He's a trusted FBI informant, paid hundreds of thousands of dollars for well over a decade to provide information to the FBI. So maybe the FBI should take the fall here. And in the FBI. Because the Congress and and, uh, Chairman Comer trusted the FBI's intelligence gathering apparatus to have a, a trusted, highly paid confidential informant that tells the truth. But I guess they were fools for for trusting the FBI, which, as we now know, is a a criminal investigation, a criminal organization, rather. Um, and uh, I got to Joe Biden is headed to East Palestine, Ohio today, which he likely still doesn't know how to pronounce. He calls it East Palestine. He thinks he's going there to bring Middle East peace, which he obviously doesn't want. And there's a restaurant there that told the White House advance team to take a walk. They didn't want Joe Biden in their restaurant. That is coming up. Hey, come on, flounder. Can't spend your whole life worrying about your mistakes. You fucked up. You trusted us. Hey, make the best of it. Well, I haven't had the occasion to go to East Palestine. There's a lot going on. 
here and I just haven't been able to break. It's going to be a while. But uh, we're making sure that East Palestine has what they need. Uh, yeah, well, they need you to pronounce the name of the town properly. It's East Palestine. See, Joe Biden may think that he's going to the Middle East today because his brain is very small. It's only this big. It's it's uh, yeah, the size. It's slightly smaller than a chestnut, his uh, brain. And it doesn't work very well. But he is going to East uh, Palestine, Ohio, today at long last, well over a year. Now, that soundbite you just heard where he, mis- uh, heard where you- he mispronounced East Palestine twice. That was from last year. It was from June, you said? September. Uh, pardon me, September of last year. But uh, I, uh, I learned today, I keep my ear to the ground, and I learned that there's a great restaurant in East Palestine called the Original Roadhouse. The Original Roadhouse. And I went to their website today. They got a good-looking cheeseburger. That's a bacon cheeseburger and fries. Mmm, looks delicious, doesn't it? Well, the nice people at the Original Roadhouse in East Palestine, that's a, they're at 333 West Main Street in East Palestine. Uh, the White House advance team went to the Original Roadhouse, and they said, hey, lucky you, the President of the United States is coming to East Palestine, because I figure the White House staff mis- mispronounces it, too. And uh, the president would like to come to your restaurant and, you know, have a photo op and pretend that he cares about the people here. And to their great credit, the wonderful people at the original roadhouse said, um, I don't want to use any expletives that I've got to delete. But they said, no, thank you. We don't want Joe Biden in our restaurant, the original roadhouse. We don't want you guys in here. We want nothing to do with you. I'm, I'm filling in the blanks, but they said no. They said, uh, hey, the White House, because the president is going to come, and the camera crews will come, and all that good stuff. And the original roadhouse on uh, West Main Street in East Palestine said no to the president of the United States, which I think is just bravo, bravo to the wonderful people of East Palestine and the great people at the original roadhouse. That's kind of a long drive for me, but... My next drive in that direction, maybe to Michigan, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put the original roadhouse. I'm going to have to put it in my phone so I can uh, go to the, uh, the original roadhouse there next time around. Have a great American weekend, and God save us all. John brings his skewed sense of humor. Jeff brings tips to cut strokes off your next round. Together... It's those weekend golf guys. They'll pay a lot of money to PXG and Titleist and Callaway and on and on and on. How many yards do you think you're going to pick up with that extra? I think I can get an extra five to ten. What if I give you 15 to 20? <laughs> you pay me more. Jeff Smith right? teaches on the sliding scale. <laughs> those weekend golf guys, the podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B L E A V on YouTube or wherever you listen.